0: Welcome to Game Study Hall. Hide your DS in a book and act like you're working. It's Game Study Hall. Tonight, on the Dan and Guy Power Hour.
1: What have you been up to? Because I have been playing nothing but Counter-Strike.
0: Oh, uh, let's see here. I've been busy with travel, mostly.
1: Uh, other than the wedding travel?
0: Yeah, because I had to travel for work. Twice and the way the wedding fell, I basically ended up having to go down there like, not ever, like, there wasn't every other week, and then it's just been uh, busy.
1: Yeah, oh, right, because you had to travel down for work, then there was a the wedding, then you had to travel down for work again. Yes. Yeah, that's that uh, doesn't sound fun.
0: That's fun. It's just, I uh, haven't really had much time to actually play Splatoon 2.
1: Oh, that? Oh, that's, I didn't even realize that was out.
0: Yes, it came out over a month ago, in fact. That oh, wow. was that was kind of the realization. Oh my god, I've had this game for over a month now.
1: Yeah, I don't well I don't even know how to switch, but uh the little I played of the first one I've really liked. Hell yeah, how is it living up to the first one?
0: Uh so one thing I, I kinda don't like is uh there's no option to do you either have to do no gyroscope only or uh All gyro. There's no, like, the... Let me guess. They changed how the up and down gyro works, basically, right? Does that make sense? Like, you can't have it be left-right gyroscope and then up-down on the stick for looking up and down. You either need to go all gyro or all stick.
1: So I don't... It's been a while since I've played the first one, and I'm sure not everyone listening has played it. Like, can you explain the the controls of the first one, and then... Can
0: I just finish this one thing? You said, guy, why does that even matter, right? So, the gyro doesn't zero itself in a relative position. So, Skyward Sword again? Well, no. Skyward Sword's the opposite, right? Skyward Sword would desync. It doesn't desync. The issue is, let's say I'm laying down and playing on my back... That means I'm going to be looking up at the screen, so the switch will be upside down. Okay. Right? Yeah. Gyro doesn't like that, and it keeps having my character, basically, either looking straight down or looking straight up. Like, it uses an absolute check on the gyro instead of a relative check.
1: Oh, okay, interesting. That sounds really poorly implemented.
0: Yeah, because, you know other Switch games use relative. Like if I'm playing Skyward Sword upside down, not Skyward Sword, Breath of the Wild upside down, the gyro works. If I'm playing Ocarina of Time 3D on my 3DS upside down, gyro works. If I was playing Splatoon 1 upside down, gyro works.
1: You play a lot of games upside down.
0: Yeah, because laying down is comfy. Right,
1: right, because it would be, yeah, it's...
0: Yeah, it's not that I'm upside down. It's the controller is upside down.
1: Yeah. Okay, but so, but but going back, did you want to...
0: Right, so, uh, Splatoon, you, uh, you go around and you paint stuff, and then there's also ranked mode. And I guess the ranked modes are different than what they were in Splatoon 1, except, um, I haven't unlocked ranked yet, because I've barely been able to play the game.
1: Oh uh, well, I, I meant even uh, more specifically the controls. I play, I, I played maybe two hours of the first platoon. I really liked it, and I have a vague recollection of having a weird complaint about the controls, uh, but I, for the life of me, cannot remember what it was. Um, I and mean, so what? What were the controls in the first one that they're now different in the second one?
0: So in the first one, if. It was relative positioning, basically. I could hold the controller upside down.
1: What is the, what is the motion control's control? Right? Are they uh, your aiming. Look, just aiming, right? Yeah,
0: so like, you use the left control stick for strafe, walk forward, back. You use the right control stick for looking around and aiming. You also use the gyro for looking around and aiming. So you use the gyro to kind of do like the precision at the very end. You use the stick for the big movements.
1: Okay. Oh, you can do both at the same time? Yeah. Okay. And you're sp- Wait, what is the difference between the first and the second? It's just the relative?
0: So the issue is, yeah, the relative. Right. In order for me to... You know, if I'm playing on my back, basically my character will be looking straight up or straight down all the time. So I either need to, you know, sit up, which isn't comfy, or I need to... uh, Yeah, basically either sit up, not comfy, or I need to just turn off gyro, which is not accurate.
1: Yeah, you I know, I actually don't like playing video games lying down, or actually um, I don't I don't I also don't like watching movies lying down.
0: I that's know, I kind of I, weird.
1: I don't I don't find it comfy, and mm. it's probably because lying down makes my tinnitus go crazy.
0: I don't have tinnitus because I keep my volume super low. Like, right now... And that's not why, what, that's not why I have what tinnitus. My, what do you have tinnitus from?
1: I've had it my entire life.
0: Oh, uh, you didn't get it from the loud musics? Or the loud video games?
1: Well, or... no, I well, I, I actually probably got, I got a lot of ear infections as a child. That's yeah. probably because of that.
0: Yeah, you should have gotten some of the antibiotics.
1: Uh, yeah, well, when you're five you don't get to make that decision.
0: Um... I guess so.
1: I also don't know if it's from that. I just know I've had tinnitus as long as I've been alive. Or as long as I have memories for, so... Like, I... Just as well could have been born with it, I couldn't tell you.
0: What if you don't have tinnitus, but what you think is normal... is Or what sounds like nothing to you is tinnitus? I said that wrong. You see what I'm saying?
1: Right, the, the universe just sounds like this?
0: Yeah. What if this is just the sound of the universe?
1: Because that's what I thought was the case most of my life until the show Archer, where he's like gotten to a point where I have to sleep with a fan on. I go, "Oh God, this isn't normal, <laughs> right?" Like I never thought about. Oh it. yeah. Because it's been literally forever I've had this ringing in my ears, and all of a sudden someone goes, "Hey, you're not you. Sh- your ears shouldn't ring all the time." <laughs> And then you know, and once the curtain's pulled back. Yeah. Uh, but also it, I like, too
0: get my medical advice from <laughs> cartoon television shows.
1: It's not medical advice, right? It's just like someone telling you that your entire it's you know, it's like that day you know, if you got glasses as an adult where someone goes, Yeah, you should be able to see that and you're like, What? Yeah, then you put glasses on for the first time, you're like, Oh man, I can see things. But also, in terms of tonight, I have a problem with the the
0: glasses thing where they say, like, oh, you know, don't you have a hard time reading the chalkboard? I never had a hard time reading the chalkboard. So, like.
1: Maybe when did you get glasses?
0: Uh, fifth grade. Didn't have a hard time reading the chalkboard.
1: I mean, I don't understand why that has any but, So relevance. the whole
0: thing, is like, they always say, if you have a hard time reading the chalkboard, go and get classes. Or like, you
1: could also be farsighted.
0: That's super rare in children.
1: But it doesn't... It's 50% of the eye problems.
0: No. It, if you look at age distribution, though, almost all the people that are farsighted are actually elderly. Because it's one of those things, like, your eyes basically change shape over time. So, like, even people that are nearsighted at a young age may eventually not be nearsighted anymore and then become farsighted. Like, that's what happened to my mother. She needed glasses for far away. And then, you know, once she got to middle age, she didn't need glasses. And now that she's old, she needs reading glasses. And that's basically what's happening to me because, like, my prescription has leveled off and then beginning you know, been getting weaker. Like, I can drive without glasses on. I can basically do everything without glasses on.
1: I mean, like, my glasses don't help... Like, they literally don't help me see. They just keep me from getting headaches from eye strain.
0: Eh, well, you know, eventually you may not need that, but then you'll need them to stop from getting headaches while reading.
1: But, no, I I currently wear them to not get headaches from reading. Oh. Well, like, my... I mean, because I, I have a really bad astigmatism in one of my eyes, so my, I, I actually oh. see two different things.
0: Right, so the astigmatism's different than, like, the you can't focus.
1: Right, my That's left eye the... is a completely different shape than my right eye.
0: Yeah, you got, you're got you going full football.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's... So, astigmatisms
0: are kind of weird, right? Because I have one of those, and according to, like, the lasers that scanned my eye, it's at, like, a 110 degree from the parallel or whatever. And I had a pair of glasses that set it to 135, for years, and then lens crafters started doing the like, oh, we'll just scan you and make your lens based on your scans. And every time they've tried to correct this and give me a one ten, it's just gonna be a horrible, bad headache. And I eventually, you know, forced them to make me a one thirty five. Like this happened in two separate lens crafters.
1: Uh, that's because it's and... lens crafters and like,
0: yeah. Well, it you know it happened in the one in uh, you know. Syracuse when I was Jeez, when did this happened. I was I just graduated college and then it happened again just now in Buffalo and I basically have to go to them and say, Hey, listen, you know, rather than use the laser, why don't you try this piece of paper? Or the first time it was you know, the guy basically said, Okay, you know what, we've made you the wrong prescription twice in a row. Let's do this.
1: Adjust What's this that? knob
0: until you say it's comfy.
1: Let's do that and thing that your doctor says is a good idea? Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, no, it was basically the one The one eye doctor's like, you know, because they made the lenses, and now I'm like, these hurt. They remade new lenses, and I'm like, these still hurt. He's like, all right, let's try this. I want you to adjust the, you know, number until you tell me it feels good. So I adjust it. He makes note of it. He randomizes it, says, okay, do it again. I do it again. Do All three times I picked, like, 135. And he's like, okay, you picked the same number three times in a row. Whether or not this is perfect uh, for your eyes, this is what you think and feel is perfect, so this is what we're going to make your prescription. And uh it worked great. And um you know, then I saved that piece of paper with the prescription on it, and then when this basically the same thing happened in Buffalo, they scanned my eye. They're like, oh, this is what your prescription should be. And I'm like, why don't you try this?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't really trust uh uh, I trust isn't the right word, but I don't expect anyone who works at LensCrafters to be able to accurately do a good job at the number of people they have to deal with.
0: I mean, he, it is an eye doctor. It's like a an optometrist. Like a the guy got a medical degree in eyes.
1: Oh. But I and mean, the, the people I've dealt with at LensCrafters were just
0: oh technicians. Per-
1: well, the, yeah, right. The person who filled out an application, they said, "Yeah, this will do."
0: Oh yeah, no, This like these are real eye doctors. It's okay. just you know. Yeah, most eye doctor. Well, at least every eye doctor I've gone to has practiced out of a lens Because then, you know, you get your eye exam done and you're already in a place that makes lenses. Instead yeah. of having to get an eye exam, then go to a place that makes lenses.
1: Yeah. I don't know, I mean, I... I guess I'm spoiled from living in a city. Because there's just, like...
0: Oh, there's enough just eye doctors and places that make lenses you can pick and choose?
1: Yeah, I mean, right, the... There's like well there's also a place called I think it's called like Harvard Eye Care or whatever, which I guess is a Massachusetts thing.
0: That's probably where they're training the eye doctors.
1: No, 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 it's not it's not Harvard's I think, it's just Harvard Eye Care. Oh. Um But yeah. Um but yeah, there's like a million places around here, so it's uh yeah. But yeah, I mean, other, like, so I, I've not, I mean, I, I think I'm getting a slippery slope of not playing games where I'm really just playing Counter-Strike, and it's even at the point where, like, I'm not even enjoying it, it's just becoming reflexive, um, because it's, I don't have like, so much time to play games, because, like, I'm still in this class, it's so, like, you know, I get done at, like, eight, um, my brain's fried, but I, I mean, like my video big issue games. is
0: I'm running out of time to finish Guy Quest, so, you know, I've got to finish that.
1: Yeah, what, two months? Three it's months? Until
0: November 12th. Yeah.
1: Soon. They need yeah. to join me in the world of being 30.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I hopefully I'll enter 30 with a magnum opus.
1: Yeah, probably not.
0: You don't think I'm going to finish?
1: Um, No. I think no one ever finishes anything.
0: Uh. I mean, if I was gonna give up, wouldn't I have given up in the last three and a half years?
1: No. Um. The last, like. The home stretch is where the best giving up happens. Because that's when it feels the best.
0: I feel like I'm past the point where it would be economic to give up.
1: You uh. No, I mean? no, no. It's always economic to give up.
0: Well, no, because the issue is that if I were to just stop development of the game right now, it's still a completed game. Because the only stuff left is some end game optional content. I could just change those NPCs to just say, coming later. So, and then, bam, 100%. So
1: you're saying you can't... Well, what you're saying is you can't fail, then.
0: But... Yeah, I've already... Like, I already have locked in enough points to get, like, a B plus. This is just me getting an A- or an A.
1: So, what you're saying is you've already made your... Magnum Opus, you don't need to worry about it. So you take a break. Don't worry. You know, no, don't, don't stress out.
0: Well, no, because it could be better.
1: It's not right, the but game right, but you won't. But you won't fail, right? It's you know, it's not about success states. It's about avoiding failure states.
0: From a pass/fail standpoint, yes, I've already passed, but I'd like to pass more.
1: Well, but the the timer is not. It doesn't care about your grade. It just cares that you didn't fail before the timer went off. Um, Right? You can be like, I no. finished this amazing thing before I was 30, and then, you know, and then yeah, I went back and like It's not it up. finished,
0: right? It's more like, yeah. You, know,
1: you just said it was finished. finished. You can finish it no. and then make it better. That's totally an acceptable state.
0: Yeah, but, you know, I'd prefer to not have to make that judgment call until, no, you know, November 11th at 11.50 p.m. I say, okay, I'm not going to finish. Actually, I'm already done. Now I'm just in touch-up state. It's a, you know, it's a rebranding <laughs> thing. I'm not going to rebrand unless I have to.
1: I could imagine. I actually could imagine you sitting there just being like, I can get this in, I can get this in. Oh, and it's done. <laughs> 11.59. Calling it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of insane code projects, um, I think I'm going mostly insane from this class um, in like a not fun way. So I think tomorrow I'm going to break some rules. Well, I'm going to bend some rules.
0: And, oh, and you're gonna not pair program.
1: Oh no! I mean, I still have to do that, and it's going to be awful. Um, but the um, so actually, we just had a three day project. And the person I got paired with, so it was day one you work together, day two and three you work by yourself. Um, and day one, I got paired with the worst person I could get paired with. Um, so day one essentially was nothing, and on day two I just had to start from scratch. Alright. Um, and I still uh, still did at literally as much as everyone else, so I feel good about it. Although, that time, so, day one, we had to, like, present what we've done so far at, like, midday scrum. And my partner made me present, even though it was, like, all of his garbage. And I got yelled at for doing it wrong. I was like, ah, that's by, great. By, by who, your partner? No, no, by the, by the teacher, because I know well, like, I know well enough when someone is stubborn to the point where convincing them to do something else would take more time than it would be to just roll with it and fix it later. Right. Cause like I knew it was a three day project. So I just let him do all the Like, you know, at the point you realize he's not going to change his mind about doing it wrong. You're just like, Oh, I'll just, you know, when I pass this off to you, I'll go work on my own thing. And then, you know, so I got yelled at for like all his bad work. I was like, "Yo, oh, hey, you're saying all of these things that I said, but I'm not gonna throw my partner under the bus, because who does that help?" But then, uh, then, it ha- <laughs> so if you're doing a project and you can't, you can only, you can either do it, um, in the proper way, or you can finish it. What do you think is more important from a learning standpoint?
0: Um, from a learning standpoint, doing it the proper way.
1: Uh, You're better off. No, uh, no, no. no, no, Not proper in the sense of like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to cheat this and like do this jury rig way. I meant like, the project says do X, Y, and Z. Z is the thing you're learning, but in the interest of getting it done, you just do Z, which is the new thing.
0: Um. I mean depends on what x and y are and why well, i right, right i mean
1: yeah context but in general the new thing if you can only work on one thing something old or something new in general you would want to work on the new thing right
0: uh yeah i guess
1: okay well point being i so today's project had all this like extra just like middle stuff that we had done a bunch and was not like challenging it was just time-consuming so, you know, I go to my room, like, hey, let's, let's just skip this. Let's go straight to the thing we're learning. Um, and then we can go back and fix it, you know, after we understand this new topic. And I just got yelled at for, like, ten minutes at lunch. Well, this isn't what, you know, you're supposed to be doing and this is wrong. I'm like, oh, no, no, yeah, we're just doing it this way, you know, to, like, get it working and test it. And they're like, well, no, you we should really do it this way. And he, like, kept explaining the thing that I just said that we intentionally didn't do. I was like, "Yeah, not helping. Thanks, guy." Um, but yeah,
0: so I think I would need the context to more fully understand and enjoy this anecdote. Yeah, no,
1: I'm just yeah, I'm just ranting about bullshit that, in context, doesn't even make any sense. Um, it was essentially like <laughs> it was. It'd be like you were training for a decathlon and you've never ridden a bike before. And your instructor's like, hey, go run a, you know, Decathlon's tomorrow, go go run a mile. And you're like, no, I'm going to go ride a bike, because I've never done that before. Um, and he's like, no, don't do that. I don't want you to ride that bike. And i like, well, the Decathlon's tomorrow, and I don't know how to ride a bike, so... Whatever, I don't know why I'm coming up with these metaphors. So tomorrow's project is like this build-a-pyramid scheme display... And I think I'm going to not do that and actually make a pyramid scheme game. So make like a, a live multiplayer game that's like played in small increments um, where you can see how many connections everyone else has, but you can't see if they're up or down connections. And then you so you just like you just keep shuffling around until the timer trying to get the most points every round. And then like you do 10 rounds or whatever.
0: Um. So I'm just going to say that's a bad idea because JavaScript is not good for games.
1: I mean, JavaScript's not good for anything.
0: It, no, it has its uses. It's useful for making, you know, minor adjustments to elements on a web page. Minor. Yeah. Right. If you want to add some small interactivity to your page, that's what JavaScript's good for. It's not that good if you want to, you know, Make a full JavaScript application, but you know.
1: I mean, well, I don't really. I don't have much of a choice, right? So I have to use JavaScript, and I have to work on this project. Um, so my only option really is to just modify the project, right?
0: Um, why don't you just do the one? Like, why not just do the bare minimum effort and just get through?
1: Because I still have to do it, so I might as well have fun with it, right?
0: Uh, just toe the line. Stop. Stop putting a brand on yourself. You're just gonna draw attention.
1: Well, no, it's it. Well, I mean, there's there's ten of us, right? <laughs> like, I I try really hard to not draw attention to myself. Um, and they are not making it easy. They, I mean, so they insist every day that every group present to the re- that like every team of people present to the group. Their work and then, like, do a demo, share their screen, and explain. And I was like, no, no, let's not do that. Let's, um, let's not do that thing that drives me insane. And then, like, in the morning, he'll ask questions, he'll call on people, I'm like, hey, yeah, don't, don't do that. Don't call on me. But they do. There's a reason in high school I sat in the back, and there's a reason in college I didn't go to class, um, because I don't want to be called on. Because I learn better when I'm listening and working, mostly working. Calling me, I'm going to just pretend like I don't know.
0: Yeah, I just don't like school. That's why I got a job years ago.
1: Yeah, well, of some going of back us, to school. some of us didn't make good life decisions, okay? Some of us made great life decisions and now they're thirty and in a, just Yeah, uh, I'm going to, to cut all this out, aren't I? Yeah, probably. God damn it.
0: I made great life decisions.
1: Yeah, well, you know, some of us some of us need to learn late in life. Um God damn I hate this class, guy. I hate it so much. Like
0: Why did you think going back to school was a good idea?
1: No, I okay, okay on paper, I've said this a bunch, on paper this is the right decision. Like, in the grand scheme of things, this is the right thing to do. It's not, or no, I'm sorry, it is the correct thing to do, it is not the right thing to do. It is awful, and I hate it. hate it so much. And like, just everything about it is bad. And they don't
0: I think you would have been better off getting, like, a degree.
1: Yeah, but it would have taken, like...
0: Would have taken years? Years.
1: Years and money that I don't have.
0: I don't know. I feel like it's one of those things, like, you were going for the band-aid fix of... So, like, sometimes in coding, right, you'll have structural problems, like, this is just bad at the base level, this needs to get rewritten. And, you know, you'll think, well, okay, maybe I can just patch it, maybe I can just try to work around it. And... You're always better off just starting from scratch. You're always better off just starting from scratch.
1: Right right. Yes, except you need to be able to make it to the end of the time it would take to re you know, to start from scratch. Yeah. You know, if you have to ship in a month and it's gonna take you two months to start from scratch, but only one month to band aid, you have to band aid.
0: Uh no, you delay.
1: Assuming delay is not an option,
0: it's always an option.
1: That's true. It is always an option. It's always an option. Always an option.
0: Yeah. When you work in enterprise software, there's no arbitrary deadlines. Yeah. You might lose some money. There. You know. You might be contractually obligated to ship something and say, "Sorry, we need to break the contract," and it's going to cost us X. and We're going to pay for it out of pocket. But you know, if you always have the option to delay.
1: Yeah, well you don't always uh you know uh you know fuck. Yeah, I could have delayed. I could've got like crash on people's couches and like all this stuff. It's not too late, I guess. Um but yeah, I I hate it. Like I'm I'm really unhappy and I have never like I've lot, done a lot of dumb things in my life and a lot of things I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't have done this. This is the first time where I'm like, This is bad. I did a bad thing. And I fucking hate it. Oh my god. And the worst part is they are just trying their hardest to make me feel like an idiot.
0: I mean, isn't isn't that part of the thing? They have to break you down so they can build you back up?
1: Uh, You know what? I don't even know. If that was the case, I might feel a little better about it. But I think it's just ignorance on their part. The things they say and do... So, I I, I complained about this to a friend of mine, and he kind of pointed out where I was wrong, but what is... If you're in an interview and someone, someone says, okay, I have this server of data, and I want to protect it, what do I do?
0: Take it off the internet.
1: Right. Unplug it, lock the door, hire a security guard. Like... Yeah. The physical theft is the easiest and most perpetrated method of data theft, right? And at some point, we were talking about databases, and at some point, interviews came up. And I was like, yeah, you know, just make sure, you know, when, you ask, when someone asks that question, you say, lock the door. And the teacher's like, ha-ha, what a good joke. I'm like, oh, that's not a joke. Um,
0: well, and you say it like, lock the door, that it kind of sounds like, right, like so, the snarky joke, right? The, you should just say it seriously. I would take it off the internet.
1: Well, right, you take it off the internet, lock the door, higher security guard, like, these are all the high-level answers that if you don't say them, you're just wrong.
0: I I would just, I would keep it simple, right? I would just say, I would take it off the internet. And they'd say, why would you take it off the internet? And you basically would just explain, like...
1: Well, no, that's, that's not a good enough answer. Because it can still be physically stolen if it's off the internet. Um, I mean... Someone can pick it up and walk out the door with it. Someone can plug into it with a physical drive and take the data. Okay, so my, the example I gave... So my friend pointed out. He's like, you know, and the same thing you said. It sounds like a snarky remark, and it's true. It does sound snarky, but it's still true and very important. It's The example I give, in, in a QA interview, in general, they will, they'll ask you a bunch of, like, how do you test this, how do you test that, and they'll give you something simple, like a marker or a stapler. They'll be like, test this for me. You know, how would you test this? And if you do not say, does it staple? you're wrong, and you're not getting that job, regardless of what else you say. Because if you don't know, like... It would be like if someone handed you a program and the computer didn't turn on. Like... If you miss the most obvious and...
0: I guess it also depends on what it is they want. Like, is the assumption that you're going to... Like, are there certain assumptions in mind? If you... Like, is the security of your data... Like, where? Of your, uh... What's it called? Is your is data security is like of your data remote? center, like, assumed is the security of...
1: Well, no, so you, especially in an interview, you never assume anything. Like,
0: well, you would ask for certain assumptions.
1: Well, no, no, I think that's wrong. I think in an interview, you specifically don't, and you run down all the things that you might take for assumption and explain your assumption.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. You would say, well, is my data... you would ask is my uh what's it called it's my
1: uh right like house. is right, is the storage local is, is my, it my uh cloud is it you know are we using a service I don't I don't think you I don't think you ask those as questions I think you use them as statements right like if it's you know if it's stored locally I do this if it's stored remotely I do this For, I think and I, I think a big problem with this in general is this idea of memorizing What's the word information.
0: i'm thinking of not data farm like a data
1: server center
0: yeah data server center a, da- a data it? center data center there we go it's, like you ever have like something just like on the tip of your tongue Constantly. And you just...
1: the older we get the more words we have in our brains the harder it's going to be to like pull things out right like this is how data <laughs> this is how data storage works there's only so much you can do with it. Oh man, see, so I had a question the other day that I asked my friend, and turned, and I think I've come to agree with him that it's a bad question. I don't remember when I asked you this. That what would you do with a database of infinite size?
0: What would I do with a database?
1: Like, how how would you, how could you manage a database of infinite size to be able to like access the data in it? And um, I think ultimately it's a bad question that there's they're re- like that in in reality if it was actually infinite you could never do anything with it why not because the data is infinite you could never parse it in enough time to be able to use it
0: infinite data or like just a database that has the potential to be infinite in size
1: no the the amount of data you have is infinite in the sense that it is beyond the scope of man lot of like conventional manageability, right? Like, SQL's good because it queries so quickly, right? Like, yeah. at a certain point, there is so much data that even SQL isn't fast enough, right?
0: Um, depends on how big your
1: Infinite. So my friend was saying that he thinks this is a bad question, and his explanation, I think, um, I agree that it is a bad question, in that... You know, something that's actually infinite, yes, you just couldn't do anything about it. But in reality, any significantly large database, you could always just break up into parts.
0: I was going to say, you just get enough servers, and then they can share the load.
1: Right, so for a significantly large database, an actually infinite database, you could never split it up enough because it's infinite. You know, anything you split up would would thus also be infinite, right?
0: Yeah, but that can't exist, so...
1: Right, which is thus a bad question. But So the reason I came to this question was um, we were doing SQL versus non-SQL databases, and so instead of reading the material, I went to YouTube, because um, there are a lot of errors in my coursework, which is frustrating. Um, So I've just just come to not trust it, Um, which is... Frustrated on a whole different level. But so I was, you know, I was watching videos about databases, SQL versus non-SQL and stuff. And someone was talking about how non-SQL scales better um, broadly, but SQL scales better in, you know, depth. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Which my question then immediately turned to, okay, what do you do when your database is too big in both directions?
0: You redesign. Right. Because it means you did something wrong.
1: Right. So my thinking was that, I mean, data storage is getting cheaper and cheaper, um, and thus, you know, file larger and larger. So, you know, what do you do with a database that is several million terabytes or whatever?
0: You wait until it's economic to work with that much data? Or you redesign?
1: Right. Well, right. That's the real answer. Um, and, you know, it took me a bunch of, like, ask your... I don't know. I kind of like... Finding the answer to a question that you then discover is a bad question because I think that journey is interesting, but yeah, I don't know I mean it's like the whole the whole thing with the n s a where they are collecting data so fast and that they just don't know what to do with it, right like the amount of data they're collecting in an hour is so massive, and they just they don't even have a mechanism to you know accurately or usefully parse any of it
0: yeah, for now.
1: You say that, but they're always collecting more. So yeah, pretty much no eventually. matter what.
0: Right, but they're collecting at a linear rate. No, Whereas, no, they're not. The number of people
1: yes. in the world are in, is increasing, as is the number of computers.
0: Yeah, but computers are scaling faster than...
1: Uh, no, no, see, as computers scale, they produce more data.
0: I'm saying from the standpoint of, let's say they wanted to track all of my everything... Like, assuming they don't produce, assuming they don't track more, if they're only looking at, you know, we want to get your phone calls and your internet records, eventually that would be trivial for a computer to do.
1: If they were just saving the strings of, like, your phone calls and the URL record, but if they're saving, you know, every JPEG you download, or, you know, every program you install, or any of these other things, right? I mean, like, so... Assuming they're tracking your, your internet history, they're not just, I, I can only imagine they're not tracking just your, you know, the URLs of the websites, but data about those websites as well.
0: mean metadata? Like, what I did on it, or just...
1: What you did on it, what it looked like. Like, I would not be surprised as someone said, yeah, we'll just save, you know, a, like a snapshot of a bunch of the data of that page. Right, like, Guy went to, just... you know, www.website.com yesterday, and he clicked on seven links. These were the seven links, and this is what they looked like. Right, because, like, because you got to think, too, so as computers get better, they produce more data. But then as computers get better, it would be easier to track more data, so then you would increase your parameters, thus collecting more data.
0: Um, I think it depends. I think they would probably first try to reach the sweet spot where they can collect 100% of what they, where they can accurately use 100% of what they parse, and then as computers continue to get better, they would expand. Like, there's certain base stuff you want to be able to do. You want to be able to read every phone call. You want to be able to...
1: Well, you're assuming rationality.
0: Yes. Because if you're just senselessly collecting data, like a blob, just for the purposes of... I mean, that's what
1: they're doing now.
0: Right. And they would then realize, well, that's useless. We need to, you know, get good at this. Let's, you know, let's wait until computers scale well enough that all this data we're collecting we can accurately use. Or
1: stop then, collecting it, because <laughs> it's yeah. done them literally nothing so far. I, As far as I know, they've never done anything with the information that has been helpful for anyone. I'm in this weird place where, like, I, I still get really excited about computer science stuff, but... The burnout is super real. I get excited about these topics, but then I don't get to do anything with them because I have to do these shitty projects like making a Ponzi scheme. Oh, actually, I want to I want to talk to you about um secu- like a uh, security as like a like a high level idea. What is the best way to get someone to not steal something? Um just, in like a high-level sense. What
0: kind of thing?
1: Just, uh, Just a box. You have this really fancy box. And you don't want... I want
0: people to not steal it, yeah. or I want it to not get stolen. You want it... Do I know the people?
1: Just in in Just in a general sense. You have a box, and you want to make sure it never gets stolen.
0: Um... Destroy the box.
1: Okay, that's a good one. Um... You will just can't
0: steal what doesn't exist.
1: Right, you can't steal what exists, and you can't steal what you don't know exists, right? So you just tell everyone you destroyed it.
0: No, I'm saying actually destroy it.
1: Right, but... Okay, I see what you mean, right, because the... if you're only The only
0: going, way to 100% guarantee it yeah. does not get stolen is to make sure it doesn't exist.
1: Right. No, yeah, okay, yes. So yeah, the correct answer is destroy it, because that would guarantee it. Um, right, okay, so assuming you want to maintain possession... Anyway, so the point I'm getting at is the importance of obfuscation... Like, you can't steal what you don't know exists, right? And you can't attack what you don't know.
0: Hmm. You could. You could steal something and then find out later that something was inside it. Or you could, you know, swing wildly with your eyes closed, then accidentally hit someone.
1: And that's not stealing, though. Right? Like, I, if you had a big vacuum cleaner, you'd, like, suck up a bunch of stuff and steal something you didn't know existed. But that is a, like, really specific, and even then, even the vacuum case, you'd have to then know enough to even think to look in that box you stole via, via vacuum, right? But, okay, let's say you have a database you don't want people to attempt to hack, right? Or
0: Take it offline.
1: Right, take it offline and don't tell anyone you have a database, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not according to my teacher. He said he thinks... He said he thinks obfuscation is stupid and a waste of time and I did not have the heart to tell him that hashing passwords is by its nature obfuscation because you're hiding the hash. Like, cryptography Uh, only works because of obfuscation.
0: Yeah, I guess technically.
1: Technically. Like, technically is the most, like, important way to be technically correct. The best kind of correct.
0: I mean, if you want to get real, it's one of those things where then, you know, everything's obfuscation at that point. Like Well, you,
1: well no, because if you know the hash, then it's has no value. You need it to be obfuscated, right? Uh, I mean, if you know the formula for the hash, then you just have everyone's plain text passwords.
0: Yes, yeah, I guess.
1: Right? Like, am I crazy?
0: No, that is correct.
1: Yeah, so you need a level of obfuscation.
0: What, so he was saying you should never obfuscate anything?
1: No, he was just saying that... Because we were talking about it, and he's like, you know, some people think it's, you know, it's important to hide these things, um, you know, and really you should just... You know, he's like, really you should just encrypt it, and then, you know, it'll be secure, and blah, blah, blah. If you do both, you're better off in every way. They all... I also don't think they... Think, I don't actually think they're thinking about security. I think they are exclusively thinking about how people want them to handle security in, like, a general sense. Or like, if someone hires you, they're like, make this secure, like, what they would expect, oh. not what the actual answer is.
0: Well, yeah, I guess it's, it's kind of the, you know, using industry standards versus doing something yourself, yeah, you might be able to come up with something new and unique and groundbreaking, but chances are you'll be better off just using an existing library.
1: No, uh, no, No, not even like that.
0: Um, I'm saying it's the, you know, if you came when it comes to security, right, like let's say you follow all the standard rules like you encrypt everything, you store everything properly, you do your backups, like you do all the industry standard stuff and you get hacked, you know, it's not really your fault. It's your fault, but like, you know what I mean? But let's say you tried something new and unique, and then you get hacked. It's 100% your fault. You know what I mean?
1: Right, but I'm pretty sure obfuscation, in addition to all these other things, is pretty standard, right? It is. So, but my point being is that, you know, stuff like obfuscation is not... If you hire a, a contractor, be like, okay, you know, help is not you to do this thing. Being like, okay, just don't make it publicly accessible. It isn't It doesn't look great on paper when you're, like, billing hours, you know? What do you mean? Because like, knowing enough to do, you know, essentially, like, not nothing, but what appears like nothing, you know, you write a bunch of code, like, okay, this code's great, it does, it hashes this, it does that, and encrypts that, versus I just put it behind this door, you know, and hit it, um, just, like, it doesn't look the same to, a, like, a, someone hiring a contractor. Yeah. Right? Like, it's, you know, it's the reason why, you know, if you look at, like, a, a plumber gets paid a ton of money, because they spend years learning these, like, very specific uh, skills.
0: I think mean, plumbers usually don't spend years. It's usually closer to months. And they get paid a lot of money, because most people don't want to be plumbers. Okay,
1: doctors. Doctors. Most of what a doctor does in a day is not very complicated. The reason they get paid so much is because they spent a long, long time developing this skill set and learning this knowledge. So you're just spacing out all of this, you know, work. Like you spent twenty years studying medicine to be able to give this simple answer, but you still needed to study to get there and like spend this time. So you know, on yeah, paper I, I, it looks
0: I understand like what you're getting at. I think Medicine is also a bad example because I don't know. There's a number of regulations to basically force doctors to be, you know, jack of all trades, master of all trades for a lot of things. When you know, we could very easily break medicine up into two or three separate roles. And so instead of taking ten years to be a doctor, you could go get a four-year degree in some smaller subset of medicine. Like for instance, when I almost cut my thumb off a couple years ago, you know, I went to an emergency room. And a guy stitched up my thumb. He needed to know how to inject me with, like, some sort of painkiller, like Novocaine. He needed to know how to disinfect a wound, how to stitch it, how to bandage it, right? He needed to know, like, wound treating. He didn't need to know how to analyze a rash and give me some sort of medicine. Yet he clearly would know this, because, you know, those are, like, basic things all doctors need to know. Whereas, let's say instead of having to go to school for 10 years, imagine if that guy could go to school for just two years, like an apprenticeship, to learn wound treating. Think of how much cheaper it would cost.
1: Uh, Well, medicine is really expensive right now because the whole... Okay, Besides the whole bullshit of medicine and how I just paid $300 for a doctor's appointment that took three minutes um, and they didn't even do what they needed to do. Um, My point being is when you're being hired as a third party, people want to see you do work like, like, they just want to physically see work happen regardless of, you know, what the actual solution is because they want to feel like they're paying for something. Yeah. So I could see where someone who works for contract and is trying to, you know, make a group of just robotic, like, Java monkeys, JavaScript monkeys, would be like, yeah, don't worry about the, like, actual answer to these questions. Just worry about the answer that you're probably going to have to give. And, like, I and mean, because the thing that I should, you know, the thing I sort of knew going into this that I keep reminding myself that is what I expected is that we don't, we never talk about actual high-level concepts and we never really dig into the fundamentals of anything.
0: No, that's the, what the, like, actual degree is for.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, exactly. And, you know, I, I did not expect to get into that stuff, but I still super want to. (laughs) I'm like, I would love to have an hour-long conversation about security and authentication and the stuff around it and not just talk about this one very specific library that in two weeks no one's going to be using in favor of something else because that is the benefit of using modules like this that you can always, you know, make new ones and better ones. But also, I find it hilarious that in the same breath of, hey, we're going to talk about security, they are having us do just the dumbest thing. Okay, so you know when a website is like, hey, log in with Facebook, log in with Blink. What is the very first thing uh, you do when you hit that website?
0: I don't log in with that.
1: Exactly. You just turn it off and never go to that website. Yeah. Today's project was all about doing the login with Blink. I was like, no. I I literally never do this. And anyone who would ask to do that, like, well, you know, you should probably not do that because if you yeah, want like, users, you shouldn't do this. No yeah, one that's, wants you're this. You're
0: just ceding the right to your own. You're ceding the the right to your own like users that way.
1: Well, right. So you're. I mean, you. So you can still make like a user profile or whatever. Um, but you are. First of all, we, we live in a time where, like, privacy and security is, like, a topic, and asking to connect to a different account immediately weeds out anyone who has any inclination that privacy might be an issue, or even someone like me who, I don't really give a shit about privacy, I won't do it because I don't, like, it. actually, I guess I do care about privacy because I specifically will never do that. Um, and I make fake accounts when I, like, super have to do those things.
0: I mean, I just don't log in with those.
1: Uh, and there's a couple things where I have to, um, but that's what burner accounts are for. Also, I didn't realize how many burner accounts I had until today, because, like, today's project was... You know there
0: are, like, shared burner accounts? I think it's Don't Bug Me Not, Don't Bug Me, or something.
1: Oh, interesting. I did (laughs) not know that. Share... I want to... I'll make a note of this. I am going to look at something Bug Me Not.
0: Yeah, Bug Me Not. It's like, that's like every time you have to go to one of those websites and it's like, you must log in to see the content. Uh, There's probably a Bug Me Not account for it.
1: It's like, uh, if anything ever asks you for your uh, phone number, you give uh, uh, 867-5309 and it's probably in there. Which is the, the Jenny number, that old song. Which I guess is... Do you even know what that is? You don't know what that is, do you? No. Um. So th- there was a, a old song called I think I don't even remember what it was called. It's probably just called Jenny. But the lyrics of the song was were a phone number eight six seven five three zero nine. And it's a fake phone number. No, that's a real phone number. <laughs> um, like you can call it right In
0: now. In what area code?
1: It's, it's not so well. This was before the time where everything had an area code. But most area uh, codes area have... A... existed No, no, like, um... Since... It wasn't until, like, the early 2000s where you had to dial an area code. Um.
0: No, I mean, if I'm on a landline phone, I don't need an area code. Yeah,
1: you do. You always need an area code now? So far... I... Okay, besides... No, anyway, besides... I know for like... a
0: fact that... No, no. If I'm on a landline phone... Or actually, in fact, if I don't dial an area code, it will just assume it's the default one for your phone.
1: Yeah, that's what it used to do
0: what no, my phone still
1: does. Oh, uh, maybe, maybe they've gone back around? Because I, I remember visiting, like, my parents. Are you
0: sure it's not just you have a...
1: Well, no, because... So, okay, I went to visit my parents at some point, and I tried to call someone, and... Like, I tried to call my friend from high school's house, who lived, like, two blocks away, and it wasn't working because I had to dial the area code. Could
0: be an oddity of your parents' phones.
1: It could be that your phone has a setting that does that, like, automatically. Yeah, I,
0: again, it might be... And There's a bunch of things sense. it could be.
1: Anyway, point being, this was from, like, the early 90s, late 80s, where it was, like, less of a... Anyway, most area codes have an A675309. Okay. And that song is the reason why, if you ever watch a movie or a TV show or anything... There is a fake number, like they always use a like five 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 something something something, because I think there's a reason why they do five five five. I don't remember what it was, but it was like because there was mandated. a song like you... where there was they used the the real number a six seven five three zero nine, and everyone who had that number went insane because people kept calling them. That is literally oh, why man. that law exists.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Interesting. Yeah, but if you ever need a phone number for something, just use your area code. And then a six seven five three zero nine, because chances are someone used it somewhere, so you can just tap into it. You know, like you go to the grocery store and you're like, oh fuck, I don't remember. Or you you go to like Dick Sporting Good. You're like, I don't remember. I don't. If I have an account or not? Just do a six seven five three zero nine. Pretty good chance. Um, but yeah, that is. Fuck. What was I even talking about? This was not. Oh, um,
0: uh, bug me not.
1: Bug me not. Oh, no, was right. Realizing how many fucking burner accounts I had um, until today, because the, the whole project was like, you know, authenticate to you know, authenticate to Facebook, authenticate to Reddit, authenticate to Tumblr. I was like, alright, uh, I have burners for all of these, apparently. So I was just like, connecting to all of these burner accounts I have. Um, and then when we were presenting, everyone was like, what the fuck is any of this? I'm like, yeah, it's a Why are
0: all of your accounts different names?
1: Yeah, but like, I didn't... Most of these were just made naturally from like, I needed a thing, so I just made a random account. Um, And then all of a sudden, like, when you put them all together, I look like a crazy person.
0: Are you one of those anti-social people without a Facebook? You know, they tend to be serial killers.
1: Yeah, that's... It's a great thing because everyone in my class knows I do a podcast, but I don't tell, like, I don't tell them anything about it. And they're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. No, I'm not. Like, Google Google me, you'll find nothing. Uh, But speaking of privacy, so every weekend we have an assignment to write a blog post about anything, which is my least favorite kind of assignment. The one that actually doesn't have an assignment. It's just like, do whatever's in your heart. Well, no. No, that's not... You can't grade me on... Nothing. I need an assignment. (laughs) Um, But they're like, yeah, and you have to post it. And then, so, you know, I did it the first week, I posted it, and then week two I just wrote over it with the new one, and they yelled at me, and they're like, no, they all have to be publicly accessible. Why? Why are you you doing this to me? Why do you hate privacy? So I had to make another burner account to post these.
0: Privacy's for squares.
1: You know, the, my favorite part is, like, they complained that I deleted it, but the the name of the account, I made, like, a Medium account, the name of it is called Placeholder. I don't know why they care that I keep them posted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm not adjusting to life in JavaScript land.
0: Soft typing just isn't for you.
1: Oh, my God. Soft typing and fucking modules and just... You know what I would really like to do? Write some code. I would love to write some code. I cannot, like...
0: So, writing code is so easy that, you know, automated libraries can do it.
1: Yeah, right, which is... I'm not surprised by it, but I don't like it.
0: I mean, think about it. If you can procedurally describe what needs to be done, someone can write the code to write your code 100% of the time. Yeah. Can you procedurally describe what needs to be done?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's bad, I just... I like writing code. I like problem solving and just not like, I just don't do any of that in class. Right. Cause it's, you know, we're just like replicating something very specific. It's not like, you know, here's a thing, you know, go do this thing we want, figure out how to do it. You know, it's here's a library, execute this library. You know, like what am I, le- you know, what am I learning by that?
0: You're learning how to use that exact library.
1: Right, and nothing else. But the probability of ever using that library again is zero.
0: Um, Well, I guess the idea is you use this to get a job at a place to get the experience that you never need to worry about your education uh, when applying for a job, right? You find a company that's very specifically working with this one library.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess. But, I mean, the odds of that library even persisting for the next six months is a gamble, right? Yeah, well it's I mean like well, why not just you know use a scattershot approach like, hey, we're gonna just hit ten of these. And then you can be like, well, you know, I, I touched on a bunch of these and even none of these exist, you know, the eleventh one won't be any harder than the first ten, so, you know, I guarantee that I'll get it, right? I don't know. I think I um I think in a general sense IGS complained too much. And I want to stop complaining, but I can't. I just don't know how.
0: You should have gone back to school.
1: I should have gone back to school. I don't disagree with you, not in the least. But at this point, I'm already already in this deep. So I'm like, if I stop now, I'm out a bunch of money and a bunch of time.
0: Well, you can't stop now. You need to finish it. It's just uh, whether you should go back to school after this.
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: I forgot. Did you contact UB and see what?
1: Yeah. It would take. Um, what did they say? The it essentially was grad school would be infinitely cheaper. And then
0: why not just go back to grad school?
1: Because grad sc- because I'd have to take the GRES. Grad so grad school would take minute like, I if I raced through it, it would take. You know, a little under... Three years. Two years if I raced through it.
0: Realistically, though, because you're going to need to kind of get caught up to right. the computer science it would take part, three. It would actually take three.
1: Which is a long time to support yourself through university. Um, get a job. While also racing through grad school. Yeah, I mean, like, I'd have to get a job, but it couldn't be a full-time job because I'm a full-time student. So it'd have to be a part-ish time thing, which doesn't pay a lot of money. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd probably try to RA if you can even RA as a grad student. And at least save there. Don't. I, I mean,
0: then you'd be staying. Uh, it'd be cheaper to be off campus.
1: Then RA. RA is yeah. free food and rent. Is that? Yeah. That that's why you oh. RA. It's free food, oh. free rent. I'd have to live in the dorms and deal with college freshman, (laughs) um, which would be awful, but free is free. I mean, I saw through like summers and stuff and figure that out. But yeah, I'm like living would be cheaper. Like, I mean, I could make it work, but I have simply three, three long years. Whereas I could do, you know, these 12 weeks, which I'm now five through four and a half through. Um, and these 12 weeks aren't actually 12 weeks. It's like 8 plus um, job prep or something. It's um, so like, you know, when I get a job, I can, you know, a good job will pay for more schooling.
0: Yeah, that's true. Because then at that point, you could just go to school, like, nights and weekends. Or
1: I could do I could do one class at a time while working a, a job that is also paying for it. Or if, you know, you work for, or if you. Get really lucky, you you know, cut back on your hours to take you know to go to class because they want you to you know get more school.
0: I mean, I've heard of places paying, but I've never heard of them saying, "Oh, you cut back in your hours." Usually, it's like, you know.
1: I mean, it depends. on to school at nights. I mean, it depends what they want, right? Yeah. Like if you have low level person you know, you have a bunch of low level people and you're a bunch of high level people. You've no one in the middle. You want to make sure that when you lose your high level people for, you know, retirement, they move, whatever, that you have people to replace them and you don't want to just you don't want to have to hire out. So you guarantee yeah. that your low level people have the ability to at least cover that ground if they need to.
0: I mean, usually you can get to that point though through like internal training.
1: Oh yeah I mean I'm not I'm not saying that like it's I'm saying it's like a one in a million chance, but it's still a thing that could happen. Point being, yeah, so. it makes more sense to try to get a future job that I also really like to pay for school. Or, do these 12 <coughs> weeks, my... get a job, and find out I hate it. I don't think I'll hate it. No, I, I, mean, I think I'll love it, but I still have to get to it but you were about to say.
0: Although, well, I was going to say, technically my old company, the one I worked at briefly, they would pay for, uh, if you were going back to school, for a master's grade doctorate, but, I mean, I feel like it's a meme, right? Uh, Why not just work instead?
1: Well, right. It, it looks good as a perk, as a company, if you'll pay yeah. for people to go back to school, but anyone who likes your company enough to, like, go back for something that is in that scope... Is also someone likes your company enough to be putting in the amount of effort on their own to just be a better employee. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't even know what I'm going to be looking at, you know, come job hunt at this point. Am I just looking for really shitty low-end web dev stuff, or am I trying to, like, parlay this into just some sort of, like, Code job in general.
0: I mean, do you want to do game development? Game development is not where the money is. The money's in enterprise software.
1: I mean, well, I don't care about the money. No matter what job I get, it's going to pay more than my old job. But like, do I? Th- I mean, do I think I could get a job? Like coming out of this, do I think I'd get a job in not JavaScript? Right? Do I think I'd get a C plus plus C sharp job?
0: Well, if you like if you had a C plus plus job, you could easily go into the JavaScript because you know, it's C plus plus. Whereas if someone's hiring for C plus plus and you say I know JavaScript. Well no no, I like I'm a... saying
1: I know C sharp and C plus plus. You know, coming out of a boot camp for JavaScript, being like, oh but I also know these other much you know better languages. I feel like on paper they'd be like, Well, why did this asshole go to a JavaScript boot camp? And why is he applying here?
0: Yeah, that's that's what I mean, like
1: Yeah, I, I don't know how you're even you're going to spin this boot camp.
0: You know what? Just say you you know, you decided to kinda of change your career path 'cause you know, you went to school for economics, you didn't really care for it. Oh no, I love um, I
1: love economics.
0: Well, you don't tell them that. Oh no, no, you, you tell do them tell no... them
1: that. You just, there's no work. No, the, the real answer is there's no work in economics, and which is true. Yeah. There is no work okay, in then economics. You
0: tell them, you know, there was no work in economics, so I decided to kind of go back to school for software development and.
1: Well, no, I mean the the real answer is right. There's no work in economics. I started doing code as a hobby. Learned I loved it. Yeah. You know, worked in QA for a while. Loved that. Um. But my real passion is in code. So I went to a code boot camp, and here I am. Yeah. But the, exactly. oh, but why a code boot camp? You know, how did you feel at the code uh, the boot camp experience?
0: And you'd say, well, you know what? Uh, Just, you know, if they ask, well, why a code boot camp instead of getting a full degree? You'd say, well, you know, at this time, uh, I'm not really in a financial position where I could afford to go back to school for three years like what are they going to say oh no pores allowed
1: actually i think that is i think that's actually probably the best answer better than like you know while this is not as deep an education it is you know it is a specific one that you know gives the tools to learn other things blah 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 no i think they're right yeah. like i financially could not make going back to school work
0: no one's going to knock you for saying I don't have the money to afford three years of college that's like saying oh you don't have enough money to buy a house outright
1: yeah although I do live in Massachusetts so that one's not the easiest thing to spin
0: what not having enough money to
1: yeah to to go to a free uh, masters program I mean it's not free but there's a bunch of like tax incentives
0: tax incentives only help when you pay taxes
1: or, I don't know, there, there's some, like, there's a bunch of money if you go to a state master's program. But, no, the, yeah, I think the, like, financially is the best decision. Probably the best answer. As long as they don't ask me about the quality of the boot camp education, because I cannot lie. Like, I have no ability to lie. um. And I do not think highly of boot camps in general, especially this one.
0: Well, make sure you don't say that. Yeah. No,
1: right, exactly, but... No
0: one wants a negative Nancy.
1: N- exactly. No one likes a negative Nancy. Um,
0: and no one likes... Oh, jeez, if he's bad-mouthing his... The last thing he was at, what's going to happen when he leaves here? Is he going to badmouth us?
1: Right, exactly. No, I, right. I know well enough that you do not badmouth the people you used to work for or you want to work for or any of these things. But, at the same time, if someone asks you, well, you know, was the education good? I cannot lie, right? Like, I... Not only is it wrong to lie, I'm just not good at it, and I don't like it. Um And this education fundamentally is bad. And, like, I would never... Rec- in the future, I would never recommend anyone ever go to this program. Holy shit. But Okay, also, actually, one more huge complaint that I feel like this is the one thing that is, like... I'm a big complainer. I like to complain, and I'm not having a good time, so I like to complain more. But
0: it's funny, actually, when I'm not having a good time, I complain, and it's almost like catharsis, and it makes me feel better.
1: Uh, it makes me feel worse. Um...
0: I feel like you know, if I'm complaining a lot about something, it's really only helping my like frame of mind.
1: Um, I don't know. I, I guess spending as much time in this is. I'm being forced to makes that a little different. I don't know, but the point being, they have no basic understanding of like of just education in general, like not the not the topic specifically of like JavaScript or these node libraries, but like how to run a classroom or how to teach people, like just how to be an educator.
0: Well, I mean, these people probably have a software background, not an education background.
1: Right, but they're running a class. Which, you know, it's fine. If you want to have a class that is not taught by people who know how to teach, that's fine. But it's going to be a bad class. And I can tell you from experience, this is a bad class. Um, And, like, and especially, like, very simple things. Like, don't tell your students that they're, like, being not correct and being wrong are very different things in an educational standpoint, Right. Like, oh, that's not yeah, how no. you—that's know, not how you do this. Let me help you to understand. Yeah, it's this. like constructive criticism versus just you know wrong. Yeah, like oh no, do it that way. That's not how you do this. Go, okay. How do you do this? How will you tell me that? So okay, so ev- every week we have assessments, um, which are garbage. There's like no partial points. They don't make any sense, and they're not in context. And then when you get back, your they give you your grade. And they'll make a couple statements like, this was wrong, this was wrong, and this was wrong. And they might say, it's wrong because you didn't do blank. Or like, you did blank and that's not right. But they won't say what you should have done or what the correct answer is. So there's no like, oh, I'm glad, I, you know, like, it's too bad I got that wrong, but now I know. Because you still don't know. You still have no idea. And you can't, they're like, well, I can't talk about it. It's the assessment. Well, the fuck's the point? if none of us are learning anything from this, like, it's fucking insanity. I just hate it. I hate it. Why do I choose just... Oh, and and just the the whole, like... So, every week they give... uh, Like, every two weeks they give a pair programming survey to rate everyone in the class in terms of pair programming from, like, one, challenging to work with, and five, great to work with. Um,
0: Do you get a bunch of...
1: Well, no, so they don't give you your grade, although I guess if I got bad ratings, they'd probably tell me. But, like, I gave most people three, average, as yeah. a bell curve should fall, and I gave some shitty yeah. people, I gave one person a one, one person a two, most people a three, I think I gave two fours and a five of ten people. And they are like, and, you know, so the one, see, I get this message, you're like, you know, it looks like you rated a lot of the students three or less. Why is it you don't like working with most of the students? Blah, 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 blah.
0: Oh, and then. I was
1: like, well, you like... don't. I was like, well, a three is a good rating. That's average. Yeah, three's average. Um,
0: you know what it is though? They're probably thinking about it from the like, you know, everyone gets an A standpoint. It's like it's like video game reviews. Yeah. You know, you, if a game gets a you know five out of ten, that doesn't mean it's average. It's like, oh geez.
1: Right. What's wrong? With exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's. So it's probably a little of that. It's probably everyone else else in the class is probably afraid of being like, I don't want to rate people poorly, so they're giving 4s five, and fives, so I don't like mine stand out. Um, yeah. I could totally see that being the case. But then, but also,
0: I think as long as you explain, you know, I'm using a standard bell curve, so I believe.
1: Well, I, but I mean, so that aside, though, let's say, I, even I was using the video game thing, and like a three is a bad rating. It, like, so he, you know, he asked me like, okay, well, what's wrong with these people? I'm like, what, what do you want me to say here that isn't like my other students are assholes, right? Like, what is the answer? There, There is no good answer you can give to that question, right? Um. Because, like, the, you know, the real answer to the people who are shitty to work with is that they're shitty to work Like, they're bad teammates. You know, and they're, like, just bad at work. Well, working. did he
0: want to know this about the people who give threes or the people less than threes?
1: Well, he wanted to hear about the, the threes, the twos, and the ones, and I explained, like, hey, three's actually a good rating. He goes, well, you still gave this person a one. What's wrong with them? I'm like, they're a yeah, bad so now, yeah. teammate. And, and you
0: could have just said, you know, well, I felt like we had differences that...
1: Right, but, you know, obviously a one means there's differences, and, like, to further ask about that, it's just, like, tell me why this person's bad. And I feel like there's no... Like, no reasonable person... Like, I said, I'm like, so I just ignored it. And then he asked me again, like, a couple of days later. I was like, I clearly didn't respond to this the first time for a reason. And, like, here you are asking me again.
0: So we had irreconcilable differences.
1: You know, fucking awful. Oh, my God. It's just, like... I mean, at a certain point, I understand why we do pair programming. It's because they want to offload all of the, like actual learning to just oh if they work together they can solve because, it. You know, together. there is one
0: other good thing with programming I guess, and it's not something you really think about at first, but uh you know, obviously in in an actual like company you will be working with other people's code, right? You're never gonna you're never gonna have something that's one hundred percent just your right,
1: code. Right. So you need to be able to like yeah you know, look at code you need and to, understand it. But in that says
0: you need to be able to work with someone else's garbage code.
1: Which you know On one hand, I I, I totally agree with that, but if you're staring at it the whole time, that doesn't really, like, that doesn't actually happen, because you're talking about it the whole time, you're watching it happen, you're splitting every 30 minutes. You know, if you, you know, at midday, if your group had to switch with a different group and be like, okay, you know, present the code to us, and then we'll finish the project, and you finish ours...
0: Actually, there was a class at UB that did that. Like, we had to do phase one, and then they were originally going to be switching all around, except there's only two groups that actually got working code. Myself and another one. So, ours were the bases for everyone else. <laughs> felt good.
1: That Actually, that, that would feel radical. But I, I yeah, will the, say this, downside, though... One downside, of
0: course, is that mine was better than the other person's, so I had to, by default, use the other guys. Oh. <laughs> Not as good as mine.
1: So... Was it part of the assignment that you couldn't just rip out all of their garbage?
0: Yes, that was. You know, also, it's the you know, and you're not allowed to just like make major structural changes to theirs. Like, if you need to tweak something here or there to like make an adjustment, obviously you can. Right, like but...
1: add a line, remove a line, but you can't just like tear out the like it, core. It, it's
0: at it's at the grader's discretion if you made too many edits.
1: Yeah, right. Because that would be the very first thing I would like. In reality, that's the very first thing I would do is just start tearing things out whole cloth. I mean, although I do that to my own code, also, I I just I just rip stuff out whenever I feel like it has to happen. Which I mean, I think ultimately is the right decision. Um, because you don't ever want to fall in love with anything you're working on. Because you need to be able to burn it to the ground when you need to. And oh boy, do I do that. I love... There's nothing I feel better about than, like, Control-A, press Delete. Because uh, you done put a fire out there most of the time. Or, like, I don't need this entire file. I'm just going to delete this entire folder. This whole directory is gone. Format the drive. Yeah, just... <laughs> Back to factory settings.
0: Get the magnets.
1: <laughs> oh man. Oh my. Oh man. So speaking of just computer train wrecks, there are so many things that don't work on Windows or have like special Windows cases that, like what, just like, um, like Postgres servers, like st- uh, just random stuff we're using in class, so like. We want you to use this very specific like database logger. Like, okay, cool. Oh, there's not a Windows version, I have to go to GitHub and get this like very special like someone made a fix thing. Like if your program's not on Windows, it's probably not worth using.
0: Um It depends, right? I think with coding there is kind of the assumption that there's a lot more Linux people. But, like, for commercial reasons, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Like, it would not surprise... It, if a Linux-only guy made something that was for Linux-only people, and then later someone else wanted to... You know what I mean?
1: Um, I mean, yeah, I, I can totally see where, like, specific cases, but I can't imagine a world where whatever that person did doesn't also... um That there isn't just, like a readily accessible Windows version, like, actual Windows version, and not just one person on GitHub made, like, a functional version of this in Windows. Like, database models. I find it hard to believe that there's not a good database for Windows.
0: Uh, there actually is a good database for Windows. No,
1: that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I shouldn't...
0: Microsoft SQL Server is the Windows database. Yeah.
1: No, right, and this is my point, that, like, they're using all this stuff when I, without looking, can guarantee that there is a better thing to use that runs on Windows.
0: I mean, again, Microsoft SQL Server is the Windows database. Right, well
1: yeah, this is what I'm saying, like, I don't even have to think about it that I know it exists, right? So, like, why are we using something that only works on Mac and Linux, and I have to, like, jump through hoops to get it to work?
0: Um, just Microsoft SQL Server is expensive.
1: Okay, I don't know, I just...
0: Yeah, you have to pay for a license. Yeah,
1: okay, I don't know, I like to complain. I'm sure there is, I'm I'm still sure there is more, um, Windows, whatever, not the point. I'm tired. I need to, I have to get up soon. I need to be a reasonable human, because I've skipped sleeping a lot, although... I really don't want to go to bed. Okay, so, w- one of the comments about my assessment. Good code, but it wasn't about seeding with external packages. It was about saving. And that's it. It doesn't say what it's like.
0: Wait, what?
1: It was literally, good code, but it wasn't about seeding with external packages. It was about saving individual, like, individual, I guess, data? That doesn't even make sense. Good
0: code, but it wasn't about seeding.
1: It Wasn't about seeding with external packages.
0: What does that mean?
1: I don't know.
0: What is seeding with external packages? So, it, well,
1: the assessment was about databases. I think it's because I pulled in a module that um, seeds a Mongo database, but I didn't use it. So I think he just looked at my require, like at my like module requires and said, oh, use this thing, it's, it must be wrong.
0: Well, why didn't you clean it up if you weren't using it?
1: Because we only have an hour? Like, there's a, there's, like, there's a time constraint. But also, um, I mean, the, the whole thing is flawed, because you, the, the, like, mongoose thing, you seed from the command line. So, so for him to be like, oh, you know, blah, 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 like, you don't know how I seeded, because there's literally no way for you to know that. So the fact that you're even commenting on it means you're looking at the wrong thing, right? I don't know. It's just... I think these are... I just hate these fucking assessments. Why can't you just give me something back with, like, red pen on it? That's all I want. I want... I just want answers.
0: Oh, yeah. Next time on the Dan and Guy Power Hour, we discuss... Sonic... It's Game's Turnable...